I'd just like to start this evening by saying how much an honour that it is to be able to speak for the Lord and Saviour, Jesus Christ. It's been a long many a day from I've stood behind a platform. I'll be honest, I didn't think that I would ever have the privilege of being able to do it. But I want to say something right from the outset this evening. God is faithful. Amen. God is faithful. If you have your Bibles, I would like, to, like you to turn with me to the book of Jeremiah. Jeremiah chapter 17. <coughs> We're going to read the first 18 verses. Okay. Jeremiah chapter 17, I'm reading from verse 1. The sin of Judah is written with a pen of iron and with the point of a diamond. It is graven upon the table of their heart and upon the horns of your altars. Whilst their children remember their altars and their groves by the green trees upon the high hills. O my mountain in the field, I will give thy substance and all thy treasures to the spoil. On thy high places for sin throughout all thy borders. And thou, even thyself, shalt discontinue from thine heritage that I give thee. And I will cause thee to serve thine enemies in the land which I knowest not. For ye have kindled a fire in mine anger, which shall burn forever. Thus saith the Lord, Cursed be the man that trusteth in man. For he flesh his arm, and whose heart departeth from the Lord. For he shall be like the heath in the desert, and shall not see when good cometh, but shall inhabit the parched places in the wilderness, in a salt land, and not inhabit it. Blessed is the man that trusteth in the Lord, on whose hope the Lord is. For he shall be as a tree planted by the waters, and that spreadeth out her roots by the river, and shall not see when heat cometh, but her leaf shall be green, and shall not be careful in the year of drought. Neither shall cease from yielding fruit. The heart is deceitful above all things, and desperately wicked. Who can know it? I, the Lord, search the heart. I try the veins even to give every man according to his ways, and according to the fruit of his doings. As a partridge sitteth on on eggs, and hatcheth them not, so he that giveth riches, and not by right, shall leave them in the midst of his days, and at his end shall be a fool. A glorious high throne from the beginning is the place of our sanctuary. O Lord, the hope of Israel, all that forsake thee shall be ashamed. And they that depart from me shall be written in the earth, because they have forsaken the Lord, the fountain of living waters. Heal me, O Lord, and I shall be healed. Save me, and I shall be saved. For thou art my praise. Behold, they say unto me, Where is the word of the Lord? Let it come now. As for me, I have not hastened from being a pastor to follow thee. Neither have I desired the woeful day thou knowest. That which cameth out of my lips was right before thee. Be not a terror unto me. Thou art my hope in the day of of evil. Let them be confounded that persecute me. But let not me be confounded. Let them be dismayed. But let let not me be dismayed. 
Bring upon them the day of evil and destroy them with double instruction. Let's just pray. Our Father and our God, we just thank you, O Lord, for your holy word. We thank you, O Lord, that this book, O Lord God, is the holy inspired word of God. We thank you, O Lord God, that this is the very book, O Lord, that is all that we need. Lord, how, O God, we need to hide ourselves in your word. I pray, Almighty God, that even in this place, O Lord God, tonight, that you, O Lord God, would birth that in each heart and in each spirit, O Lord, the need, O Lord God, to hide ourselves more and more in you, and Lord God, in your truth of your holy word. Lord, I pray, O God, that pastor already prayed, Lord, touch my lips. Lord God, that they may be thus and thus saith the Lord. O Father, hide me, O Lord God, in you, O Lord, this evening. Lord, let not me be seen, but may Jesus be seen, high and lifted up, his trail filling the temple. This I pray in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Amen. Amen. I've entitled my theme tonight, Hope Thou in God. Hope Thou in God. I am a born-again believer some 44 years. That's hard to believe. I don't, I don't look old enough, sure don't. <laughs> some 44 years. Monday, the 26th of January, 1976, was the night that I asked my dad to come and to, lay, uh, to present me to the Lord, to pray with me and to lead me to the Lord. My dad's gone home to glory, and I think that must be the most precious moment that I had with my dad, was the night in which he led me to the Lord. Just in my little box room in my own home and I thank God for it but I can say friends that throughout those 44 years there's been many many turbulent years and many many turbulent days but friends I'm thinking that this time about 14 months ago I wouldn't have been here But my God is the true and the living God. And my God is the one who has spurred me. And my God is the one who keeps me day by day. And I exalt him for that this evening. Jeremiah, the prophet in which we have uh, read from this evening, his name means exalted of God. It's good to look up your name. I remember uh, years ago, Pastor used to, when it came to dedications, he would have, uh, on the, the little baby's uh, birth, and he would have researched the, their names. Jeremiah means exalted of God. Wow. Exalted of God. And he was. He was. 
He was son of Hilkiah, and he was known of one. He was known. He was known as one of Israel. But he was also known as the weeping prophet. I don't know whether you all knew that or not. But he was known as a weeping prophet. He had a heavy heart for Israel. A heavy heart for his people. They were turning away from God. And his heart was aching. And friends, I can recall as I've listened to the different ones that have been asked to speak here on uh, Tuesday nights past and think of Glenn, Jeff, who I didn't have the privilege of hearing uh, on our brother uh, last Tuesday night also, Brother Nathan. We believe that God needs to touch Northern Ireland. God needs to touch this province. And friends, it needs to be birthed in us. That's where it needs to start. It needs to be birthed completely and utterly in us. We are God's people. And God has given us a heart for people. And we need to take it it means to take it more upon ourselves. I remember my OBB captain, Bill Hancock, whom I served under for many, many years. He had a big, big influence in my life. But he often used General William Booth of the Salvation Army. When people inquired about God answering prayers, General Booth quite often quoted Try tears. Try tears. Friends, we need to not be afraid to shed tears. And as I was pondering over this message this evening, I was reflecting on the people that gather here in CET. And there's many, many of you people shed many, many tears. And you've heard it before, but I'm going to say it again. Every one of those tears is bottled. He knows about them all. And friends, I would encourage you, don't stop. Pray through. Keep praying through until you get the answer. I'm looking down at people, and I know that many are going through Similar circumstances to what I've gone through. In 1998, I was privileged to be called into eldership within the Apostolic Fellowship. It was a very precious time for myself. I remember my mom saying all those years ago, we were brought up in the Apostolic Fellowship, and pastor speaks of it many times, I was brought up in the Apostolic Fellowship and my mom says to me, you'll never be anywhere. You'll never be in leadership in the Apostolic Church. She had no faith. She had no confidence. But God had placed it upon my heart and he had placed it upon my spirit. And God used me I thank God for the people that I had the privilege of sharing with 
and ministering with and ministering to. Why do I say that? My son was born in 1997, just a year before I went into eldership. And the first five or six years of my son's life was quite good, quite exciting. And as any father here, you want to give the best for your children, don't you? You would do anything for them. Well, I tried... Because I felt that I had many ways that I had missed out with my father. My mother and father worked out hard. They didn't know much wealth and prosperity. But they gave us all that they had. But they had to work hard for it. So I didn't know much about really uh, a close family unit. But I wanted to try and to change that for my own children. And I'm sure we've all been there, haven't we? Yeah. We want to give our best for our children. And as I say, in 1987, my son was born, but by 2004, we realized that Daniel was going to be difficult for us. And we were called to the, our, the school, and he was only in primary four at the time, and we were called to the school that there was behavioural issues and there were serious behavioural issues. And uh, that he was being registered with uh, the Arma Education Board for behavioural issues. And friends, I tell you, I took that person personally. And I have to say, friends, I took it wrongly. Because if you're facing hardship, friends, don't worry. God's still with you. Every step of the way, he's with you. And then, say that was 2004. 2006, the hardship had got so much to me that I resigned as an elder in the Apostolic Church. Because I felt that I couldn't be an elder in any church while, my, while I couldn't bring up my own family in the nature and the way of the Lord. And sometimes we take things out of context, don't we? And that's exactly what I did. And friends, I have to say that I'd done it for years. From 2006 right through to probably recent years I persecuted myself and I said where is my hope and friends I still prayed if, I, if people had to come and ask me Jeff do you not hope in God oh yeah I hope in God I have to hope in God but that's frivolous words at times, friends. Yeah. Friends, do you really hope in God? We've got to know what it is. That no matter what persecution and opposition is standing in our way, hope thou in God. 
please don't hesitate from feeding that into your spirit day in and day out. Your hope is in God. Pastor will know this in December 2017. I had an awful experience. And I thought it was the end for me. Truthfully, I thought it was the end. In fact, on one particular Saturday, I planned for it to be the end. That's how bad it was. And I phoned my pastor and he says, Jeff, I wish that I knew what I could do for you. You need to seek out help. And I did. Thank God I did. And I went and I sought help and I, for a number of weeks and months I took counsel. But one uh, February of 2018, that's just coming up in a year ago, and I came out of a council session and I was walking up Lurgan High Street and the tears were flooding my face walking up High Street. Thank God it was dark. <laughs> and as most of you know, uh, Lurgan, it's quite quiet anyway. <laughs> There's not a whole lot of people about it. <laughs> um, but I was in tears walking up that street. But friends, the words that kept coming to me and even after that council uh, session that I had just had, hope thou in God. And it was as if a light switch went on in my head once more. And with all due respect to the people that you turn to for counsel, and sometimes you need counsel, But friends, I believe in my heart of hearts that the person that we need more and more of than this day and in this age is the Lord our God and Savior. That's who we need to turn to. And I confess that Pastor Ken has said that many, many times to me, and I've heard it in this place and heard it in other places, And friends, sometimes it's very hard to swallow. It's really hard. But friends, you've got to really grasp it. Because men and women, at best, are good people. But they'll all fail. We all fail. There's not one of us in this place, in this room tonight, that can say that we haven't failed. I wish that I could say that I hadn't failed. I wish that I could say, friends, that I hadn't failed my son. But I have. But I love my son dearly. And I long for my son to find my saviour. My son turned to paramilitaries. He thought that that was the answer. And I thank God, friends, that I never wanted anything to do with paramilitaries. Because God saved me on Monday, the 26th of January, 1976. I didn't want paramilitaries. I wanted the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. 
Friends, we need to get back to the prophet Jeremiah and pray, pray for our family, pray for our friends, pray for our neighbors. And can I say pray for one another? We need to learn to pray. And you're going through. Because friends, there's people in this room. And you're going through hardship. And I would encourage you tonight. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid to share with a brother and sister. And say, brother, will you pray pray with me? Or sister, will you pray with me? It's not being weak. It's not being weak. It's being strong. Because you're recognizing that God is the answer. He's the answer to all our problems. He's the answer to all our needs. In Jeremiah's day, there were dark days. There were days of backsliding, bondage, and restoration of the Jews. But Jeremiah often quoted the word of the Lord that came to Jeremiah. Thank God for the words that come. The words that come through the prophets. God's mouthpiece. Would you want to be God's mouthpiece, friends? Let's want and desire to be a mouthpiece for our God and for our Savior. In Jeremiah's day, many claimed to be mouthpieces, God's mouthpiece. And they were contradicting Jeremiah. But friends, that quite often can happen. But friends, if God has given you a word, it's sure and it's true. And you can stand on it. You can hide on it. You can hide in it. When Nebuchadnezzar had finished with Jerusalem... Some of the uh, the survivors came upon the writings of Jeremiah. And no matter how much that the prophet Jeremiah had been despised, he was the one who had been God's true mouthpiece. Friends, that's what we want to be. True. True to the book. True to our Lord and to our Saviour. The duty required of us is to make the Lord our hope. His favor, the good we hope for, and his power, the strength we hope in. I'm going to repeat that. The duty required of us is to make the Lord our hope. His favor, the good we hope for, and his power, the strength we hope in. He's all we need. That word hope, it's mentioned three times in in this chapter. It's mentioned in verse 7. It's mentioned in verse 13. And it's mentioned again in verse 17. In verse 7, that hope, the Hebrew word is miktach, that's M-A-B-T-A-C-H, which means refuge, 
security, assurance, confidence. That's my hope in God tonight. He is my refuge. He's my security. He's my assurance. He's my confidence. And friends, can you put your name in there? I said mine. I want you to put your name in there tonight. He is your refuge. He is your security. He is your assurance. He is your confidence. We need to feed more and more in this word. I thank God for this place tonight. Because we are privileged in this place to have men who preach this true word of God. Thy word is truth. There's no compromise for that in this place. And I feel tremendously privileged to be part of this place because that is what is adhered to in this place. I've, been, I've mentioned the Apostolic Fellowship. It was dear to me. It probably always will be dear. And I thank God for sound men who brought me and taught me. But friends, I've said it to him, and I'm not, I don't make any apology for saying it to you. He is right up there. What our pastor brings to us is the very best. And friends, I want to encourage you to pray for this man. Pray believing he's God's anointed man for this time and for this place. And I want you to keep on praying and believing. CET is making making waves. And we want to thank God for that, don't we? It's making waves in Guildford. It's making waves in Portadown. It's making waves in Lurgan. It's making waves in Northern Ireland. And it's making waves worldwide. And we want to say thank God for that. But pray, pray much for Pastor Ken. Pray much for Pastor Arne. Pray much for every minister within the sanctuary. And there's many of you. Pastor Ken, be encouraged. Because there's not many places who have so faithful and diligent uh, workers. And I encourage you on... Keep on going, friends. Keep on going. Because God has a purpose for each one of us. Our brother Nathan shared that last week, didn't he? He has a purpose for each and every one of us. He has a purpose even for a reject like Jeff McCullough. And you can put your own name. He has a purpose for you. You are not worthless and unimportant to God. Every single one of you here tonight has a plan and a purpose in God. And friends, start living it out. Start living it out. He has a work that only you can do. We're not all Sunday school teachers. We're not all pastors. We're not all elders. But there is a work Freaks and every one of us in the kingdom of God. Every single person 
is worthless. Uh, Bill Howells, I remember reading in his, one of his books, he says there is not a single person that you will make eye contact with that isn't important to God. I believe that that's true. I don't know how many's here tonight, but I want to tell you, every single one of you is important to God tonight. You're loved and you're treasured by the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And friends, be busy for the, uh, the Master. Be busy for the Kingdom. I came across this uh, hymn uh, as I was meditating on the hope, the word hope. My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest frame, but wholly lean on Jesus' name. When darkness seems to veil his face, I rest on his unchanging grace. In every high and stormy gale, my anchor holds within the veil. His oath, his covenant and blood support me in the whelming flood. When all around my soul gives way, then is all my hope. He then is all my hope and stay. On Christ the solid rock I stand. All other ground is sinking sand. Oh, hallelujah. My hope is founded and grounded in Christ alone. In Christ alone. In verse 13, that word hope is something different. It's mecca, M-A-Q-U-E-H, something waited for. The children of Israel were waiting for someone, weren't they? They were waiting for someone, who their great deliverer. Friends, our great deliverer has come. Our great deliverer went to the cross of Calvary and he paid the price for my sin and for your sin that we may be forever free from sin. I came across this uh, lovely uh, statement and I'm just trying to match it again in my... uh, Yeah, here's it here. Sin of sinners is never forgotten until it is forgiven. Hallelujah. We are only sinners saved by God's matchless grace. But thank the Lord our sins will never be remembered anymore. They're blotted out. They're blotted out by the precious blood of Jesus. Never to be remembered anymore. Yes, we will stand before God. We will give an account before God. But it will not be for our sins. It will be for what we have done for him. Friends, that's the most important thing that I can encourage you with tonight. Hope in God tonight. He is your hope. March forward in that hope. Live out that hope. I... I was thinking earlier on, there's a song that we used to sing, Wasted Years. Friends, that's all I can, I can look back and just with regret and say, Wasted Years. 
But one thing I will say tonight, and it's true also, forget about the wasted years. Because you can't do anything about them. Not a single thing can you do about them. But it's what you can do now. With God's help, what you can do now and tomorrow. That's what we need to build our hope on. He is my refuge and my strength. And in verse 17, that last hope, shelter. He is my shelter. He is my refuge. My soul. Oh, to the rock that is higher than I, my soul in its conflicts and sorrows will fly. So sinful, so weary, thy nine would I be. Thou blessed rock of ages, I'm hiding in thee. In the calm of the noontide and sorrow's lone hour, in times when temptation casts o'er me its power, in the tempest of life on its wide heaving sea, thou blessed rock of ages, I'm hiding in thee. How oft in the conflict when pressed by the foe, I fled to my refuge and breathed out my woe. How often when trials like sea billows roll, have I hidden in thee, O thou rock of my soul. I'm hiding in him tonight. I'm trusting in him tonight. I trust friends that each one of us will just hide a little more. We'll trust a little more. We'll learn what it is even to bow the knee and to share a tear and to hope in God. Throughout these years, in 2004, I also had a very tragic accident at work. Uh, I had a fall, actually, in 2003 at work. And I didn't even recall it until I read the accident book a number of months ago. I'd been up a ladder and I'd actually fallen down and, and it was quite high up. But in the January of the following year, I had uh, been taking a lot of furniture to uh, the dump. And uh, there were, it was quite heavy furniture. And I, there was a twinge went in my back on that particular day. And I remember going home and uh, saying, I need to take a bath, a hot bath, because I've hurt my back. And uh, I didn't realize just how badly I'd hurt my back. The following morning, I had taken a bath and didn't feel too bad. But uh, my brother, Willie Wilson here, he, he used to ride forklift too, and he knows what it is to uh, do silly things in forklifts. But <laughs> I didn't even need to do a silly thing because all I did was step down. Obviously, the damage had been done the day before. I stepped down off the forklift. What's the step? A foot at most. But the pain that shut up my left leg was surreal. And I battled through 2004 until I think it was something like the 27th of October and they carried me out of work. 
and I ended up with going through back surgery in February 2005. I'm standing here tonight and I have a back implant. I have what they call a spinal cord stimulator in me. But friends, I want to tell you tonight, and I make no hesitation and no reservation for it, I believe that God is well able to heal my back. Completely and utterly. As a child, I suffered from asthma. 23 years, I had asthma. And I remember one evening, I was in a little home in Donaldstown. My wife's cousin had just returned from Israel, or from Australia. And he says, I was quite tight that particular evening. And he says, do you want me to pray with you? Well, friends, I can tell you I've had many people pray over me. But I never, ever refused prayer. And uh, he says, I want to pray. I want to pray that God will touch you. And God healed me that night from asthma. And I believe that that same God that healed my asthma is the same God that can heal my back. And he's, friends, I want to tell you, he's not just for me. He's for each one of us tonight. He is my refuge and my strength, my present help in time of trouble. No matter what you are going through, should that be physical, spiritual, or mental, he is all you need. God is your hope. Put your faith and trust in him, and he will not let you down. I can truthfully say, there's men and women that have let me down. And probably I could say, I have let men and women down. But God has never, ever let me down. And he never, ever will. Because it would make him out to be a liar. And my God's not a liar. He is true. He is faithful. And he is someone who we can put our faith and hope and trust in. That's all I want to say tonight, friends. I just want us to meditate for a few moments and to say, let's just pray to God tonight. Pray to God that in all our circumstances, that we can trust in him. Will you dare even pray anew tonight for your circumstance? You may have been like me and have given up hope. I believe God is just saying again tonight, hope thou in me. Each one, hope thou in me. Let's just, for a few moments, let's with quiet meditation,